Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Behind the Dumpster. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and i got to issue this uh, explicit content warning because we're going to be talking about another serial killer. This person uh, had the same kind of quality as Jack the Ripper in that he killed prostitutes for the same reason that they all do it. Um, either, well, for the reason that they go missing and no one really cares to look for them since they're um, on the very bottom as far as classes go, so no one misses them. So they're, they're quote, safe to kill. Um, but this is Kendall Francisco, uh, also called the, the Poughkeepsie killer, which is, I think, where he was from. Uh, he hid the bodies of, he had eight victims in total, and he hid the bodies uh, in the house that he lived with his parents. So let's get into this. Uh, serial killer, Kendall Francisco is known for having killed eight women, again, all of them prostitutes, over two years of prison. These girls ranged from uh, mid their mid-20s to early 50s, and all of them had been arrested for prostitution in the past. All of them had been known to have been battling drug addictions. So they, ha- they were in it, they were low-level kind of people who had problems that they could like easily be gotten for so he kept the victims in the basement of his bot of in the bodies in the basement crawl space uh, he stashes victims all over the house that he shared with his parents some in the attic and others in the basement crawl space not far from where his father spent his free time relaxing when authorities arrived to search warrant they greatly disturbed by the extreme amount of decay human remains that discovered one officer reportedly ruined more than one pair of boots due to the amount of human sludge. Uh, he stashed human skulls in a kid's swimming pool. He kept his victims' bodies in the attic and basement, but also he decayed, he placed, after they decayed, he placed their skulls in a plastic kiddie pool where he kept in his attic. Some serial killers kept trophies, in some cases human organs, others dates or piece of paper, some Keats wallets and other belongings. In Francisco's case, he kept the entire body, although the separation of the skull may indicate that those are his trophies. <coughs> There's not much, um, I don't know, the trophy thing is always interesting, because it kind of goes into the idea that serial killers kind of love the uh, attention that they get from doing it, and so even if no one knows you're a serial killer, you know, maybe maybe they enjoy having that, that like, um, that one, like, think of it like, I guess, like a toy or something, like, a, like a model, or that one piece of jewelry that you're really proud of that, like, you never, like, wear or use or anything, and, like, people don't really know you have it, but, like, you, you pick it up and you just enjoy, like, holding it or whatever, something creepy like that, um, what, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Um, I might have talked about this earlier, but it's there's like an issue with people always want to censor violence in the sense that sometimes um, people who are really uh, mentally disabled get excited and commit crimes because they want to be famous. And it's kind of weird. And it's a weird... Um, it's a weird problem that's sometimes um, that you don't know if it's an actual 
problem or not. Um, I mean, it is a problem if people are committing heinous crimes to get attention, but you're not so sure who's, because you can get attention for other stuff, you know? Um, anyway, that was a weird thought that I didn't finish. Uh, he drowned Wendy Myers in his own bathtub. Uh, was, she was a local prostitute who considered Kendall Francisco to be one of her regular clients. However, on two separate occasions, he took she took his money and ran off without completing her end of the deal. When she finally did, Francisco was allegedly in, enraged, and as a result, he became she became his first victim. Uh, this happened in October of 1996, and he took her to his house and began to choke her on the bed. Uh, she didn't die right away, put her unconscious body in the bathtub, face down, and turned on the water. After she was dead, he placed her body in the attic. So, uh, how old was he? Let me see if I've got it real quick. He was born in 71, happened his crimes in 96, so he would have been 35-ish. I think that's right. Yeah, he would have been 35-ish. Um, <clears throat> yeah. 35 still living with his parents which I guess it's interesting because whenever we hear uh, that you still live with your uh, parents we kind of um, automatically there's like that automatic trope that if you still live with your parents uh, and you like your past a certain age that you like you're a deadbeat or you're um, you're just kind of already weird and should be generally avoided even though some people say in the current uh, US housing market at least that Living with your parents is the way of the future, but we'll see. Also, historically, people live with their parents a lot. Um, I think uh, in, I, I want to say in Jewish uh, history, like it, it was, it wasn't, or maybe it was India. Where was it? Oh my word, I'm sorry. It was somewhere, but what you would do is when you got married, you would instead of just um, instead of going and building a, your own house, you would um, just add on to your uh, ancestral home, as it were, and just kind of. And so you would have like your own space, but you were quote technically living with your parents. Um, and I get that was that was when a family was important and kept together because they could, not like today. Anyway, he killed Gina Baron in his car and stashed her under the seat. Kendall Francisco was one of Gina Baron's regular clients. However, last time he approached her, things took a turn for the worst. They were in his car at 1130, parked in the quiet street in Pokes, Pokes Keepsie. That's the town. There, Francisco strangled her with his bare hands before pushing her body under the front seat so no one would see. Once he got back to his home, he left her in the car overnight, parking in the garage for extra cover. Next day, he stuffed her body in the trash bag and stashed it in the attic. I guess that is my question: is like, where is where is their um, where's his parents and all this? Because like, I guess it would have been at work for him to kill two people, and supposedly, you know, kind of do it, yeah, at work or asleep. Um, because he would have had to, yeah, interesting. Uh, Debbie Ann got away and went straight to the police, but they didn't believe her. After Kendall was arrested for murder, Georgina Johnson came from forward. She spoke to both police and reporters about her daughter, Debbie Anna's conversation with Francisco. Hold on, sorry. 
reading names, uh, worked as a prostitute and had a drug problem, like all Francisco's other victims. Apparently, Francisco had picked up Annie when she was working on the street corner and took her to her house where he tried to strangle her daughter. So he's definitely got an interest in strangulation, which is an interesting choice, um, just because from my own... Uh, anyway, um, it might be... I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to think about something, and this is like my quote opinion that doesn't make it that has no scientific backing or whatever but it's just an interesting thought process that I had um, for why you might choose strangulation and that is just you know first of all um, these are all prostitutes so he was doing something yeah so he was probably doing having sex with them at least to some extent and so that probably was a part of that pleasure that he derived from it However, it might have also come from a power viewpoint, um, considering that it, while it might not take a whole lot to um, strangle someone, that's still a specific kind of position that you have to get in in order to um, execute it uh, effectively, at least in my head. Because um, like with a knife or a gun, you can get by with them bleeding out if depending on uh, how, where you hit them. But with a strangulation, you have to get up close and personal within arm's reach. They have to be able, or you have to be physically stronger than them. And also it was probably a kink. Anyway, um, took her to the house where he tried to strangle her to death. Uh, she got away and went directly to police. She gave them Francisco's name and address, but they didn't believe her and never followed through with the information. Uh, whenever in 98 another woman Charles Sela got away and this time the police investigated and caught Francisco finally putting a stop to his killings yeah nothing makes the police bad look worse when they won't follow up a lead and then they get then they then they when they finally do it's like some crazy killer or just insane it's it's a, it's a problem with just how things get treated and it's probably more a problem of class um, than anything else, especially if she was a known uh, prostitute or whatever, you know. Anyway, uh, his neighbors didn't, his neighbors noticed the smell but didn't do anything about it. Uh, unlike Kendall Francisco's family members who lived in the same house as his victims' decaying bodies, the neighbors did not notice the odd stench surrounding the home. However, no one said anything until the police arrived to investigate. The exterior of the house was fairly shabby and was described as looking neglected. It definitely stood out against the well-cared-for houses that lined the rest of the street. So I guess one thing for um, as far as his own parents not noticing, it could be like, there was like, what was that, like Febreze commercial or whatever. It was like, you've gone nose blind or something, you know? And it's because you, you live in this place, um, or if you live in the place day in and day out and you're one who's like kind of quote making the smells or you're always smelling it um <clears throat> uh, you might not notice it until someone comes over and points it out or someone enters the room and points it out yeah you see it actually just a lot with like bedrooms and if people aren't aware of their own uh, personal hygiene or they themselves think they're clean but 
the rest of the house you, you walk in or walk out and you're just like oh crap you guys need a you need to air out this place <laughs> anyway um so i guess either his parents were too busy to notice it or they they did notice it and they just it was something that they had always been uh, smelling supposedly um or they that you just kind of imagined all right so all right he worked at a school after being discharged from the army due to obesity Kendall francisco got a job at a local school he worked at a nearby arlington middle school as an aide patrolling the halls and making sure everything was in order some students said he gave out too many detentions while his co-workers described him as quiet and pleasant although they did notice that he paid an inappropriate amount of attention to some of the girls who extended the school still none of them had would have pegged him as a serial killer okay his childhood nickname was Stinky. Growing up, Kendall Francisco was not known for his good hygiene. His childhood name was Stinky, and Francisco certainly lived up to that frame when he began stashing his victims in the house. No matter how much he tried, the stench always clung to him. So the way they wrote this, it's actually the stench of death always clung to him, which is a very dramatic way of putting it. It also does kind of explain why maybe his parents didn't notice this again. If they were living in the filth, then they maybe didn't notice just an upkick of the smell. Um, him working at a school, he thing is he had a normal job. Um, well, as normal as working in a school is. Um, he was a bit of a, I mean, what is it, middle school? Eh, so yeah, maybe. It's like if it was high school, like, I mean, half the, half the people in high school are of age, or like a quarter of them at least are of age, so. But no, it was a middle school, so disregard that. Uh, according to Kendall Francisco, uh, he had been diagnosed with HIV positive in 1995, killing spree prior to 96. He had frequently sought out services of prostitution, and it is believed that Wendy Myers, his first victim, gave him the disease. Francisco finally died in prison of natural causes in 2014 at the age of 43. Authorities never released his exact cause of death, or they never released his cause exact, but may have been related to either his obesity or his HIV positive status. So a very clean wrap up to kind of his whole end there at least killed eight people in total um in 1998 uh he killed christina sala a local drug addict who had seen a customer on and off on the motel room the summer um this customer was of course our kendall francisco uh this, nine, in uh, 98 he was 27 years old um do 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 yeah, I don't see. I don't see much more from here. So he had a younger sister, apparently. Um, his mother was a counselor, nurse. Uh, was a Justine Francisco was his younger sister and attending college full time. He also had an older sister, Raquel, and another younger sister. So he was the only child. Um, looks here, which may may or may not have added to his uh, final end. You know, his 
<coughs> Christine says Kendall pulled her out of the car by her hair and demanded she before sex. Um, and he just said repeatedly, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. Um, so yeah, that's how Christine got away. Is her sister, his Kendall's sister came out, yelled that she needed the car, and well, he was distracted, she broke away. Uh, he got a serial killer documentary version 2 and the one on the serial killer documentary after they finished uh, Kendall became a okay yeah he started choking Christine again was able to break away begged her to drive her to a local gas station so she could get a cigarette um, so yeah he was definitely into strangulation and killing of prostitutes because I don't know not for the reason that Jack did it but also for part of the reason you know I, I'd assume that prostitutes are actually are commonly at risk of trouble like this just because people are crazy and the animal urge for sex sometimes kicks in and also, no one wants to be labeled as a sex offender. That's just, that's trouble anywhere you go. But yeah, that was Kendall Francisco. And I originally picked this out because the title is clickbaity in the sense that it's got, it has him noted as an unrepentant serial killer. Even though this article from the Unspeakable Times has nothing to do with his, like, final conviction or, like, his trial or whatever. And, I mean, I think most serial killers, or most killers are on, most serial killers, yeah, are unrepentant. Just because they enjoyed killing too much or they didn't really have that, um, they weren't, they just weren't sorry. Um, it's not like, like, if you kill, like, one-off kill, like a one, -off, like a passion kill, I think is something that people are more sorry for, just because they're not thinking through with um, their actions. And this isn't like a one. Usually, after a passion kill, even if they, you usually stop, just because you you kind of freak out and hates a lot of people. And he definitely um, had a quote plan um th this one this article doesn't really go into any of the plans but he was he knew where he could hide them and he was able to hide them very well so in my head that kind of implies that there was some planning to it but anyway i hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode of behind the dumpster and i hope to see you guys again later